You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. All right, and indeed, welcome back to the show. It's coming up on 35 minutes past the hour. This is Real Presence Live on your Upper Midwest Real Presence Radio Network. I enjoy I enjoy doing these shows. Um, I just uh, get to sit down in my office here, and I just got out of one meeting, sitting down doing the show. I'm going to go to another meeting. So I want to thank Karen Selinski for setting up in my office here at Corpus Christi. Karen, good morning. Good morning. Great to have you. Uh, thanks for getting me on the air. How's your short time been at Real Presence Radio? It's been awesome. I, I've, I'm looking forward to working with you yes. more and more. You're, you're doing a great job. And uh, one of the things you're involved with is is uh, our, our upcoming fundraising banquet. Yes. And Steve Ray is uh, is our keynote speaker, who is my next guest. Steve, good morning to you. John Senior Schumacher, so nice to talk with you again. Uh, it's it's always a pleasure, and I, I'm I'm happy when uh, Heather. Uh, assigns you to me. Uh, I uh, always learn a lot from you. Um, first of all, uh, we always catch up. Uh, wh- what have you? What have you done? I think you've been doing some traveling since the last time we visited. Yes, we have, and it was good. We got our first international pilgrimage since the whole COVID thing's going on, and we went to Lourdes and Fatima, traveled to Portugal, Spain, and France with a group, and unimpeded. Went wonderful. We had a great time. If anybody wants to virtually join us, go to my website, Footprints of God, and I have a pilgrimage video up there, about a two-hour high-definition Vimeo video. You can watch and feel like you're right there with us through the whole thing. So that was Lords and Fatima. And in November 1st through the 4th, we have a trip going to St. Augustine, Florida, where we're going to discover the beginnings of the Catholic faith in the United States. We're going to spend three days down there. So anybody wants to join us to the saints and shrines, I mean, the whole, the whole story, the saints and the shrines of St. Augustine, Florida, we're happy to do that. And we've got a saints and shrines of Italy trip coming up, too, in March. <clears throat> Steve Ray is my guest, a catholicconvert.com, is that right? That's it. CatholicConvert.com. You are indeed a, a Catholic convert. Uh, let's get back to Lourdes and Fatima. I've taken groups there. Um, F- Fatima is my, my favorite. Uh, how are the crowds? Uh, do you have to wear a mask? Do you need vaccination documentation? What, what, was, what was your first trip like uh, since the pandemic? We did began? not wear masks. You have to wear a mask on the airplane. That's just required. But uh, I told people that uh, with our groups, vaccination, masks, social distancing is not required. I'm not going to do that with our groups. And if somebody wanted to wear a mask, they could, but we didn't uh, in general. And uh, we all that was really required was a negative test, and we had to do that a couple times. And it was there were no crowds. That's amazing. Yes. Thing, Monsignor, I'm so used to standing in the yeah. line and waiting. When we celebrated Mass at the Grotto at, at uh, Lourdes, and I know you know right where that is. Yes, I do. Underneath the big, the big uh, basilicas. Oh, yeah. We only had our group, less than 50 people, and our priest was the only priest there. He celebrated the Mass. And the last time we were there, there was over a thousand people there, and there was a bishop and ten priests, and you couldn't yeah. hardly fit yeah. in there. 
this time we're the only group. We're, there's, uh, there's only less than 50 people there, and uh, it was wonderful. Uh, Everywhere we went, we owned the site. I, I, that, that's what I hear. I, I'd love to fly to Rome alone and just just walk around uh they're they're saying that that that's common that's common everywhere um so fantastic uh, let's let's get to some work here steve so that we can yes, uh, so that we can write this off um uh with the irs um you you um I, right behind me in my office i have a picture of a of a ship i'm looking at it right now it's a ship in heavy waters um, uh, which is, this is given to me by a friend uh, almost 30 years ago. And I, I've kept it it's because it's a symbol of, of, of the church. There's, there, there's water coming in. You, you see a, a couple sailors down there. You know, I describe that as, um, you know, that's, I'm there with, with my vicar. The water's coming in. We're hanging on. Uh, in, in, in the, 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 the ship is the symbol of the church. And we're often in turbulent waters. And, you know, the, uh, a ship is safe in the harbor, but a ship is not built for the harbor. It's built for right. what I'm looking at right here. Uh, when I got up at 5 to uh, prepare for the show, I, I came across uh, the rafters mutiny in your book. Um, it's a parable by you. Uh, I, and I'm referring to Steve Ray's book called The Catholic Faith uh, and uh, The Catholic Faith. An introduction to the creeds. You can you can uh, easily uh, get it online. What is the Rafters mutiny? Well, Monsignor, I was laying in bed one time when I was a new convert, and I had always had my guns aimed at the Catholics when I was a Baptist. And now that I'm a Catholic, I said, "What am I going to do? Just swing my guns around and aim them at the Protestants?" Now, am I going to just join in the other side and, and kill off the Protestants? I mean, theologically, of course. And I, and I realized that um, I had to understand how do I think about Protestants now as a Catholic. So I got this idea of the ship, and and the story goes, and I'll try to do it in two minutes or less here if I can. Is that you imagine the founder of a country starting uh, a new city on the other side of the ocean called the Celestial City with streets paved with gold. And he comes back to the old country, builds a beautiful ship, and invites people and says, how many of you would like to go with me to the new city I'm building on the other side of the ocean? And he gets a bunch of people who say, yes, we'll go. And they get on the ship. And he says, okay, I just want to explain the ship. I have a captain on the ship and a crew. I have water and food. I have showers, everything you need. We have maps and compasses and GPS, everything to get you to the other side. And they said, oh, great, we're going to go. He said, the captain is the pope. The ship is the Catholic Church sailing through the centuries. The crew is the clergy. The people are all the lay people on the, on the ship ready to go. The water is baptism. The food is the Eucharist. The showers are confession. And the GPS is the tradition, and the maps and charts are the scriptures, everything we need to get to the other side. And he said, but I want to make sure that you're ready to go. And they all say yes. He said, there's going to be two things I want to mention. There's going to be troubles along the way. There are times where this ship is going to be bashed by waves and winds, and you're all going to despair of your life, and the outward pressures against the ship, you think you're going to all die and drown. He said, but I promise, if you stay with my ship, I'll get you to the other side. There's going to be problems on the inside, too. Some some of the crew are going to be bad guys, and they're going to violate and do wrong things. There's going to be some that even teach incorrectly, and that's going to happen because they're all human beings, but I'm the one that built the ship, and the ship is about me. It's not about the crew, 
and if you stay with my ship, even though there's problems on board, I'll get you to the other side. They all say yes. He smashes the bottle of champagne on the side of the ship, and they all set sail across the centuries. Halfway across, some people get disgruntled. Who was that captain to tell me what to do in my own cabin? And I'm getting tired of these same people, and it's getting too restrictive in the rules and so on. I'm getting off the ship. So they go down, and they find wood, and they find ropes below the ship, and they lash them together, and they make rafts. And they throw the rafts off the boat, and they start a mutiny. And a bunch of people jump off on their various rafts. And I like to say to people, how many rafts are there now? Well, there's about 40,000 denominations that some have calculated, 40,000 different groups and protesters, Protestants, that have jumped off. And the closer they stay to the ship, the better off, better chance they have of getting to the other side. And the farther they get away, the less. And I say, everything they have good on their raft, where did they get it from? They got it from the ship. I didn't know that as a Baptist, that everything good I had as a Baptist I had gotten from the Catholic Church. And I wasn't one that jumped off the ship. I was born on a raft, and I didn't even know there was a ship. Until one day we discover it, and I climb aboard that ship after a year of paddling around it, and I grab my family, and we found a rope, and we pulled ourselves up on the deck of the ship. And now I'm on the deck of the ship of the cap of the Catholic Church, and I'm going nowhere. This is where I'm going to live my life. And do I, what do I do now? I say to the captain, look at all those people out there. They're all Protestants, protesters, rebels. Let's shoot them out of the water. Bring the cannons on board. I don't do that. Vatican II reminds us that that's, some of those out there are my brothers and sisters. My mom and dad were still out on the raft. So what I'm going to spend the rest of my life doing, Monsignor, is calling out to those people and saying, hey, you on a raft? I used to be on a raft. I want to invite you to come back to the fullness of the faith. You guys are on the raft because somebody broke away and had a mutiny. But I'm telling you to come back on the ship. It's a beautiful place to be. <laughs> Steve Ray, uh, you're one of a kind. Uh, we're going to take a break in in a minute here, but but first, but before we break, let's let's get back to our our work. Uh, we're talking about your book. Uh, we're on chapter six, which begins on page eighty four. Uh, before we break, um, this clause brought a tear to your eyes. I believe in one holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. That's what we're going to talk about after the break. But first, why did you get so emotional with that clause? I still do. That was something that, um, for the first six years of going to Mass, my wife and I wept. We, we couldn't control it. I, I Not sometimes <laughs> bawling, you know, so everybody hear me, but tears in my eyes and a lump in my throat, and I look at my wife, and she did too. And a lot of times it happened when we were going up for the Eucharist, but a lot of times it happened in the Creed where we said, I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church because I never knew what that meant. I didn't have that church. And it's like that ship that we were just talking about finally coming out of a storm and pulling into port. And all of a sudden there was peace and joy, and I knew I was home. I knew I was on the ship, and I knew I was where God wanted me to be, that he intended the fullness of the faith. And it would bring tears to my eyes. That one holy Catholic and apostolic church, are you kidding me? I'm in that? And it's really there, and I don't have to choose before between 40,000 different denominations and come up with my own theology, and I'm now in the church. And to me, I still get tears in my eyes when I say the creed. We're going to take a break. On the other side of it, Steve, we're going to talk about what that means to believe okay. in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, 
Uh, you brought tears to my eyes. I'm going to clear them up. We're going to be back in one moment as we come up on 46 minutes past the hour. This is Real Presence Live on your Upper Midwest Real Presence Radio Network. We'll be back with Steve Ray in just one moment. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. I'm coming to you from my office at Corpus Christi in Bismarck, North Dakota. RPR is listener-supported. And we, we appreciate all of our listeners. I have them mention it to me all the time. I heard your show. I heard your show. My response is always the same. I, we appreciate our listeners who listen and do support us. You can support in a particular way at the annual fundraising banquets uh, beginning uh, next month uh, in, in Bismarck. We have Steve Ray uh, coming on Monday, November 29th uh, at, at the uh, event center here in Bismarck. Uh, and uh, you, can, you can get your tickets, uh, your, your tables, um, at uh, realpresenceradio.com. So Steve Ray, m- my guest right now, will be in Bismarck on the 29th of, of November. He'll be in Rapid City the 30th of November. And then in Aberdeen, South Dakota, uh, December uh, second. If you want to listen to him, if you want to meet him, if, if there if there's ever a, 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 a sliver of 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 doubt or wonder in you as to the gift you have in the Catholic Church, come and listen to Steve Ray. Uh, 
who, 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 and, and it, it, it often takes converts to remind us of the gift and truth we have in our Roman Catholic faith. And uh, Steve, let's continue with uh, chapter six in your book uh, on, on the holy, the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. And a lot of people get faked out because of the word holy, but they, they see the sin in the church. Take us through that clause. What does that mean when we pray that? Well, first of all, the one means that there is one visible church. It's like a government, and that's what it is. It's not a bunch of little Lone Ranger, you know, independent congregations. It is one church and holy. My goodness, I'm, I said, Monsignor, to my wife, I said, even if the church is completely holy and sinless, as soon as I join, it's not going to be anymore, because I know me. And I'm going to make it so it's not holy anymore just by joining it. But that's not what it means. The word holy has two definitions. One is without sin. Obviously, the church is full of sinners, so we can't say that. If it was holy in the sense without sin, we wouldn't have to have confession, would we? But the other second biblical definition of the word holy means to be consecrated or set aside for a sacred duty. In other words, it is not just an average society. The church has been set apart and consecrated for God. That is what it means to be holy, the second definition. So you have the holy ark of the covenant. The ark is just a box. It can't sin. So how could it be holy? It is holy because it's been consecrated and set apart for God. We have a holy father. That doesn't mean that the Pope is without sin or that everything he says is 100% accurate. It means that he has an office that has been consecrated and set apart for God for a specific spiritual purpose. So the church being holy does not mean she's sinless. We're working towards that, but it means that the church is God's city, his government, his country, so to speak, that he has set apart for his sacred task and his sacred people. I remember a seminary professor who said, gentlemen, the church is holy not because you are or will be ever holy. It is holy because our Lord Jesus Christ is holy, and the church will be set aside for its mission. Until I, rem- I remember him, yes. and, 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 which is very true. And, and the apostolic is, is what also brought tears to your eye. In yeah. one of your first masses, when you called the priest in the procession to the altar an apostolic man, which brought you back in, and that, that, that theme of, of, of apostolic church is also very heartfelt to you, Steve. It is, and I'm going to tell all these stories in my talks in Aberdeen and Rapid City and Bismarck because it's all part of my conversion story. My wife will be there with me. And we'll have my books and things out for sale, and everybody gets to meet my wife, too. She's actually much better than I am. And um, been married 45 years. But the word apostolic, I would have said even as a Baptist that we had the apostolic church. And what I meant by that at the time was that we were following the apostolic teaching. But I realized that that apostolic teaching is part of an apostolic church, to hold fast to the teaching of the apostles. I was incorrect as a Baptist, by the way, on that, but at least that's what we thought. But the real bigger kicker on being apostolic is that the apostles were consecrated and chosen by God, and that authority was passed on through the laying on of hands. 
That started all the way back with Moses. We see the laying on of hands being very significant, and it passed on through the whole Israel, uh, nation of Israel and into the church, because we're the new Israel, and you're going to expect us to do the same thing the old Israel did. And we are continued to be apostolic by the laying on of hands. So when I saw the first priest coming up the aisle, when I went to Mass for the first time in 1994, my wife and I had never been in a Catholic church. We had never met a Catholic priest out of choice, because I didn't want to ever go in that Catholic church. But once we went there for the first time, and everybody stood up at the beginning and turned around and looked to the back, I thought someone had died and fallen in the aisle, because why would everybody all of a sudden turn around and look back? So I stepped out of my seat row, and I looked back to see what had gone wrong, but nothing had gone wrong. What was happening is the procession was coming up to the front. We never did that in our Protestant churches. And when I saw that, I saw a priest and I say that I, I saw for the first time in my life an apostolic man, a man who had had hands laid on him by a bishop, who had had hands laid on him by a bishop, by a bishop, by a bishop, by a bishop, all the way back to the apostles. And I was for the first time in my life in the presence of an apostolic man, and all of a sudden I realized who he was. I didn't know his name. I didn't know anything about him, but I knew everything about him. He was a priest, and he was an apostolic succession, and I wept all the way as he walked up the aisle. I looked at my wife, and she was crying, too. I couldn't believe it, what I was looking at. This is in your book, and I, and I, I think it's a, a, a great a gift to people who want to learn about the Catholic faith, and it, it, your your passion as well, Steve Ray, comes through uh, the, the words of this book because it, it's also heartfelt to you. Um, as we talked about today, the, the one holy Catholic and apostolic church and, and, and what all this means. And as we come up on the, the end of our time again, Steve, uh, we're coming up on 56 minutes past the hour. Um, I, I, I want to thank you uh, for, for uh, being on the show today. And uh, any final thoughts or reflections? I just would say one funny thing is uh, in the Clause 1 Holy Catholic, we used to belong to an evangelical Presbyterian church that didn't like the ancient creed saying Catholic because it confused people and made them think it was the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. So we changed it to One Holy and Apostolic Christian Church. Mm -hmm. We changed the words of the ancient creed. Having said so that, I'm just, uh, tell us now what the word Catholic means and why Catholic it's important. means universal. And it's, it comes right out of Matthew 28, where Jesus gave the Great Commission to go out into the whole world to teach all people the whole truth. There's only one. It's Catholic. It's for everybody. It's universal. It's not divided up into denominations. There is one Catholic Church, and that Catholic Church is for everyone, and only the Catholic Church can claim to be all the way around the world, giving all the truth to all the people all the time, which is why I'm proud to be a Catholic. I look forward to seeing you and your wife in Bismarck, North Dakota, on November 29th at the Bismarck Thank you, Event Father Center. Monsignor. I'll the, look forward to meeting you for the first time in person. And uh, I will be the MC for that event, and then you will move on to Rapid City, South Dakota, on November 30th, and Aberdeen, December 2nd. Uh, tables are available, realpresenceradio.com. It's a nice event. Uh, get a table. Uh, invite somebody to go. Uh, 
I, I guess we, we, we could say, uh, Steve, in, in an effort to evangelize, that, that, let's, let's go listen to this um, uh, a, a, a Protestant preacher, uh, uh, you, which is uh, maybe a mental reservation. You do preach, and you once were Protestant, and then we can hear your conversion story, which is tremendous. So uh, all the best to you, Steve, and uh, good luck. You're calling from Michigan, right? Uh, you had yes. wood. You, you you were you had woodchucks in the area last time. I hope everybody's behaving there. Yes, now it's skunks. They're ripping up our lawn. So now the warfare is with the three skunks that I'm. Oh. I'm going to. I'm going to uh, the way the Israelis call it, they neutralize the <laughs> problem. I, I, I'm going I, to neutralize. I, the skunks. I had a Dalmatian that had a, a close encounter with a skunk, and that <laughs> happened only once. So so stay clear. <laughs> greet your wife for me, and we'll visit with you again. All right. Thank you, Mike. God Steve. bless. God bless. You. Thanks. Well, Steve Ray is uh, always one of my favorite uh, interviews. Uh, he uh, has a book called The Catholic Faith, An Introduction to Creeds. It's easy to read, and uh, you can have uh, him sign it uh, at one of our local annual fundraising banquets. Again, Steve Ray uh, will be here November 29th, uh, Rapid City, November 30th, Aberdeen, December 2nd. My next guest will be um, a speaker at the other RPR banquets in Sioux Falls, uh, Williston, uh, Rochester, Fargo, I think. We're, we're going to, uh, Dr. Stacy Trasankos is going to be my next guest. Uh, we'll take a break. This is your Real Presence Radio Network, and uh, my name is Monsignor Schumacher. I enjoyed doing these shows, and I hope you're all having a good start to your day. We'll be back on the other side of the hour. <laughs> 